Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Spin, Shuffle, Skip. And I apologize to all of our American listeners because my Canadian might be showing a little bit on this episode because we are going to be talking about a band from the Hammer, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We're talking about the debut album from Sven Gali. And here to go down this road with me is my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Sven Gali. Sven Gali. Okay, so let me explain. Sven Gali was a band that came out in the early 90s in Canada, and their debut album absolutely rocked. Like, I'm just going to put this to you, Carrie. When this album came out, how often did you spin it? Well, it was on cassette for me. Okay. How often did you stretch the tape and, you know, rewind it with the big pen so you can play it over again? It was definitely, I mean, it was it was in my, I would say, at least top 10. Mm-hmm. That and, uh, I don't know, uh, Bad for Good and... <laughs> Uh, I believe there was a Guns N' Roses at the time. Well, the funny thing about when you think about this, when this album came out, right? 1992. Ugly Kid Joe. We are right in the middle of the grunge era at this point. And Sven Galli had a bit more of a, I, mean, I don't want to say a glam hint to them, but they, they were definitely. Glam. A, no. no, they weren't glam, but they, the, but they weren't grunge. They were metal. They were kind of like in that middle ground between glam and grunge. I liken them more to like. Skid Row. They can, weren't Motley Crue. They I can weren't, see that. They didn't come out with like the makeup and the the tight tights. Yeah, because Skid were, Row was not glam, despite the fact that they often got put into the hair metal genre, probably because of Sebastian Bach. But they weren't glam by any stretch of the imagination. Skid Row had some hard hitting songs. Sven, I think that's a, the perfect analogy for anyone who's never heard of Svengali is that they were like the Canadian Skid Row. Yeah, very much, very much. I You speak wise words, my love. Well, without further ado and without further comparisons, let's get into their debut album. Their debut self-titled album Svengali released in 1992 the album is gold in Canada and was nominated for hard rock album of the year at the 1993 Junos they lost to doing the nasty by slick toxic you remember them Oh, I guess. Right. Oh, you guess? Oh, come on. They were good. The band was also nominated for Most Promising Group at the Grammys that year. They lost to the Sky Diggers. There were four singles off of this one. Under the Influence actually won the Much Music Best Metal Award in 1993. And, of course, was the lead-off single. So, off of this album, their self-titled debut album, What Is Your Spin?, well, there it is. It's under the influence because it was it was the introduction to this band. It was hard hitting. Um, I mean, it was it was catchy. It was getting radio play and attention on at that point. Would it be much music? It was definitely much music. Yeah. 
And yeah, that video got played a ton, but... Have you ever seen them live? I've never seen them live. It's, it's, it's funny because I was actually going to make that note when we got to our past song that this is a band that I have never actually had the fortune to see live. So there, there's a bunch of songs that I definitely need to hear live. But the thing with this band and a little inside baseball, a little, little insight into the brokenness that is Carrie and I, the intro to Under the Influence uh, uh, please it's not singing don't worry don't worry we already tormented you over on keep watch pass with the singing but you get that intro and it's almost like a vincent price type voiceover it's like look at me in the eyes you will Svengali. Svengali. And, and then the song kicks in hard and it's great um we may use that intro every now and then um, in real life, and it scares people. I mean, but you know, it's it's a great song, <laughs> absolutely a great song. Again, it was catchy. Mm-hmm. It was catchy, and it was different, and it was just enough to catch your attention and and go, okay, like, what is this? like? It's intriguing, yeah. Right? It has an intriguing intro, um, and then it just hits you with a wall of sound, like the first. You can't help but headbang to that. Oh, like yeah. It, was, it is definitely a uh, fist or horns race in the air and pumping along with the song. Like, if you like hard rock from the 90s, you're going to love this song. It's not my spin, though. <gasps> I'm going with song number two off of the album, Tie Dyed Skies. It was also the fourth single that was released off of this album. But I think the thing with Tie Dyed Skies. If you take a look at the bands that were big during the grunge era, like the Seattle bands that were big during the grunge era, you had Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and Alice in Chains. That's like the the four pillars of Seattle grunge. I'm so surprised you didn't throw Candlebox in there. Yeah, but I wouldn't call Candlebox grunge. And we talked about this when we covered them on There Can Only Be One in that they, they had a much more bluesy influence to them than they did i i would not classify candlebox as grunge especially in their later albums but true it, but they did come out at that time yeah and the, the only problem though is that candlebox really only got known for that one song far behind despite the fact that every single one of their albums has some absolute killer songs on them damn it radio start playing the new stuff anyways i, I diatribe over but if you take a look at the four pillars of grunge right because Think thrash metal. You got Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. The, the the big four, right? The big four from Seattle grunge was Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Alice in Chains. My influences all leaned over to Alice in Chains, maybe because they were the most metal of the four. The thing with Tide Dyed Skies is the chorus has a very Alice in Chains harmony to it. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Plus, the bass groove during the verse of this song, oh, it's it's almost like a slap bass groove. So, absolutely love this song. Uh, underrated single off of this one, I think. Then we get to my shuffle pick. And for here, I'm going to go a little quieter, a little softer, but probably not the song that you're thinking of. Both In My Garden and Love Don't Live Here Anymore were released as singles off of this one. But to me, the better power ballad on this was Whisper in the Rain. Absolutely love this song. Much more musical, in my opinion. Much more dynamic 
than Love Don't Live Here Anymore or In My Garden. In My Garden, if we're going to draw those um, Skid Row comparisons, you know, you hop over to the Slave to the Grind album um, and you had Wasted Time. It was a phenomenal song. Absolutely phenomenal song. In My Garden kind of felt a little bit like that. Whisper in the Rain was a bit more musical, a bit more mid-range as far as, as mood went. So, and very cinematic. I'm surprised. I am. I'm surprised Whisper in the Rain wasn't chosen as a single over In My Garden. But what did you go with up for your shuffle pick? For my shuffle, I have Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. Oh, good song. It is. It's just, again... That wall of sound, it just hits you hard. And you just can't help but, I won't even say thrash around, because I think that wouldn't be doing service to the genre. Mm. It was metal. It was like hard Canadian metal. I, I think Here Today, Gone Tomorrow too. you know, taking a look at the, the track listing, may actually be the song on this album that, probably has the best call and answer as far as their choruses go. I mean, yeah, Under the Influence is a great song, um, but I don't see it with as a sing-along chorus. Tie-dye Skies, it's not a sing-along chorus. Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, just listening to the song, you can almost hear the crowd in the bar singing along with them at that point. Like, it's it's got one of those choruses that has the shout along with us kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. I really wish I saw them live. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put a disclaimer on what I'm about to say next because we're about to get to our skip songs here. But I think it should be noted that our skip picks don't necessarily mean that it's a bad song. It just means that it's our least liked on the album because this album really is kind of front to back. But you had to pick one. So what's your skip song? I'm going to let you go because didn't I just answer? Or is it my turn? It's your turn. You, you shuffle. It's interesting. Okay. Because you had mentioned In My Garden being of note. I I, I find it plodding. I find it boring and uninspired. It was, it just, it, uh, now I feel really bad because if you liked it and you compared it to Alice in Chains, so now I feel really, really bad. Well, no, I compared In My Garden to uh, some of the songs off of... Um, uh, slave to the Grind. Mm. But I, it wasn't my shuffle pick, though. Whisper just, in the Rain was my shuffle pick. Okay, but it just it just is. It's just not... I don't know. I mean, it's it's your quintessential 90s hair metal ballad. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special that stood out. See, Love Don't Live Here Anymore felt more like the, the quintessential 90s ballad because it had had that very much... More than words. Um, right, but I enjoyed that one. Yeah, that's a great song, right? Um, but that's why I'm saying, like, that's why I thought Whisper in the Ring would have been a better single than In My Garden. I agree with you that In My Garden is the least of the three slower songs on this, but it's not my pick for my skip. Okay, what are you skipping? My skip is Real Thing. Oh, interesting. Of all the songs on this album, and I do, I love this album. I absolutely love it. It's even to this day, and I don't want to make you feel old here. Don't want to make you feel old, but this album is 32 years old. Yep, that's about right. That's about right. But the thing is, 
it is a front to back album, but real thing is ah, the the less dynamic, the less complete song to me. But can I just say though that this entire album front to back stands the test of time. Oh yeah. Like when I did my homework for this, I really enjoyed actually revisiting listening to this album a few times over front to back and I did like I would I'd listen to it and then I'm like okay that's for sure the one I'm going to write down and then I changed my mind a few times like for my skip I had also noted freaks because mm. I just found it a bit repetitive yeah like it just I don't know of of all the songs but I, I think the reason I, I inevitably went with in my garden is because freaks still has some punch to it. It has it has some punch. It you know, um, not my favorite, but it is still a good fist pumping song. Yeah, and I think the thing with I mean, I like in my garden because it has some melodic dynamics to it. Real thing just kind of puts it into you know second gear. I'm not gonna say first gear because that's that's not doing the song justice. But I want to put an asterisk on this and say that if we ever did have the chance to go see Sven Gali live and they have been playing recently so it's not like that you know I won't get a chance to go see them live but I think Freaks I mean I think Real Thing is one of those songs that if I saw it played live my opinion of it might change because I have a feeling that Real Thing is one of those songs that translates better live than it does on the album. And there are songs out there like that where the recording just does not do justice to the live performance. Okay, that was our take on Sven Gali's self-titled album. But before we go, please, Gary, remind our listeners, what were your spin, shuffle, and skip picks? Okay, I am spinning under the influence many times over. That is always my go-to. I'm shuffling here today, gone tomorrow, and skipping in my garden. And before I give you my picks, I want to remind everyone that if you want to have a listen to the songs that we are talking about, we're going to link the entire album from Spotify onto our website at notthatbadcast.com. So please, by all means, give the songs a listen, uh, or even better, go find a copy of an album, or even better, check out to see if Svengali is playing in your town and go see them live because that's where the bands get their money and they definitely deserve your dollar dollar bills y'all so my spin pick was tie-dyed skies my shuffle pick was whisper in the rain and my skip was real thing so carrie thank you so much for joining me on this canadiana road of remembrance if you will because 32 years and this album still kicks ass that's awesome. And to you, our listeners, you guys know the drill. If there is an album that you want us to cover, please hit us up on social media at only one cast or go to our website at notthatbadcast.com and drop us a line and let us know. Also, by the way, if you happen to listen to Live 365, we're there. There is a, There can only be one channel. You can listen to all of our There Can Only Be One episodes and our Spin Shuffle Skip episodes. So be sure to tune in to our channel at Live365. Until next time, she's Carrie. I'm Jay. You guys are awesome. This is Spin Shuffle Skip on the There Can Only Be One channel, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Take care.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.